quite honestly, it's simpler than that. I think it's just this is what I'm doing because there isn't anything else that's kind of there's nothing else saying do me instead. This is what I'm doing because this is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> today's episode of the coaching life podcast now for many coaches what their practice or business looks like now often bears little resemblance to what they thought it might look like when they first started out and today's guest is no exception to that she is someone i met in a coaching community on facebook and then subsequently at a coaching intensive event in london and at the time she was exploring building a coaching practice after leaving the corporate world and I think and I'm sure she's going to tell us much more about it I think in that exploration she kind of discovered or stumbled across another shape to her business um, and like about 20,000 other people I often hear today's guests laugh and hear of her various antics booming into my ears whilst I'm at the gym as she is the effervescent host of the wonderful Primal Happiness Show. So of course I'm talking about Leanne Brooke-Tyler, lovely big warm Primal and Happy. Welcome to you Leanne, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Love that introduction, thank you Phil. I'm really cool, thank you. And uh, I, I must, I'm, from now on, as part of my rider, if I ever have one, I'm going to insist on being described as effervescent. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy when I found out, I thought, yes, that is Leanne. That, is, that describes you perfectly, <laughs> bubbly, lively, yeah. Um, so can you t tell us how you got to that point, actually from, you know, perhaps a bit about your transition from corporate to that point where, you know, we met at that event in London and, and you were looking at... Um, coaching as a profession yeah sure gosh um whoa let's uh it's kind of like a time machine moment you know like, yeah. <laughs> I'm mentally literally having to kind of go back in time now because I, I don't tend to think much about where I've been um I don't really think that much about where I'm going I do seem to be <laughs> kind of very much like where I am in the here and now and uh so yeah casting my mind back I'd been uh working in one of the uh I, I won't say the companies no real reason why not to but i just won't but uh, i was working for one of uh british largest britain's largest corporates at the time and i had been there for like 10 plus year, 10, 10 plus years sorry seem to be uh tongue twisting myself with this and i've been in a similar line of work for longer than that so really very different to the coaching world i was a, a kind of leader in a corporate focusing on online marketing websites all of that kind of stuff so really really different to the coaching world and i was actually i loved what i did i was good at it had an amazing team really happy doing what i did so just to put that out there wasn't i wasn't one of those people that kind of hated what they're doing and like hell let me get out of here and be a coach so that wasn't it at all i actually was really happy and then it all started from 
a huge change I had personally. And I won't go into massive details on that because that's kind of a whole other story in itself. But suffice to say, I had a huge change personally, um, which meant that I kind of, I mean, I was already, you know, probably compared to a lot of people in a pretty good place. But I... I guess stumbled across something and at the time I would have described it as the three principles which is probably something that you've probably had other coaches on here talking about um now I I don't necessarily say that that's exactly what went on but that's another story again but (laughs) I I stumbled across three principles had my mind kind of shattered my life just completely changed and I had this just real sense of whoa I want to share this with other people, you know, like I've had such a huge change personally. I mean, to the extent where I'd had, and I've I've talked about this on previous interviews, so I'm not going to go in deep on this, but, you know, I'd had 15 years of chronic facial pain, just went. Um, I had kind of various things that I had, you know, big fears about and anxieties just went. Um, And I just felt so free, so happy. I was like, my goodness, it'd be selfish to keep this to myself. So that's, pure and simple why I started coaching and I literally I went from having that big change and it was very instantaneous as well kind of big big change and then literally a few days later I started coaching like it was that quick and and you know two amazing effects as well you know I had people coming to see me who had had decades of depression and then you know after a few sessions were and I was sort of putting if you can't see me if you're listening but I'm kind of vertical commas cured so that's you know to sort of bring you up to date kind of why was I thinking about creating a coaching practice that basically (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering really what happened next in that obviously you you were working with people one-on-one that's not the primary focus of your business now no (laughs) (laughs) what happened next well, I'll um, I do I'll do I'll do a kind of little diversion via the intensive that we met at because I think yeah. that is actually uh, it's a important part of the story and particularly for coaches that are listening because probably up until around that point my my story is sort of fairly typical you know my, the time scales might be different the way it kind of played out might be slightly different but typically I think people go through similar thought processes when they're thinking about starting a coaching practice and then thinking oh my goodness how can I make this better bigger make more money so I think all of those things are quite typical um so I literally as I say I had already kind of created a coaching practice in that I was seeing people, charging people, having amazing results, thinking this is the best thing ever. This is what I need to spend my entire life doing. Oh, my goodness. I need to leave my job and do this. And so and it was really quick. You know, this uh, that kind of big insight stroke change, whatever you want to call it, was I think in the September and I left my corporate job in I think the following March so a few months later six months later or so and I I think I I met you at that intensive that summer and around the same kind of time as I had that kind of big change I stumbled across the book The Prosperous Coach Um, and that was almost like another mind blow really because it's it is a fantastic book. It has a lot in there that I think 
really just cuts through the stuff that can get in the way of us just doing things that actually are quite common sense. You know, how to just relate to people, what makes people tick, you know, what's really going to make someone recognize that you could be useful in their life. You know, it's actually when you boil it down to really like simple, practical things. Um, so I found that awesomely helpful. But probably like most people, it's kind of one thing is seeing a load of things in the book saying, hell yeah, this makes sense. And then actually bringing that to life kind of in your own life. And I was finding on the one hand, I would say, you know, my, in terms of growing my coaching practice, it was going fairly well. You know, I, I didn't have a shortage of clients. I had a mixture of kind of ones that I would sort of say were paying um, I mean, really looking back, it's actually kind of a decent hourly amount, but kind of like an hourly amount amount. If you, sorry, my dog's decided to howl in the background. Let me just uh, move him out of the way. Um, so I was being fairly successful in that I had um, a no shortage of clients and I had some that were kind of on that kind of what I saw as like the hourly rate sort of way of charging. And then I was also moving some to... Um, I guess a kind of here's what it's going to cost to change your life kind of model, which is much more what the cost of prosperous coach is talking about. And um, that really made sense to me. But I must admit, I was still having some thoughts around the whole selling, honestly, you know, like as much as I, I get that it isn't about uh, the money and it is really about what you're helping someone to create in their life. I, I I didn't really enjoy that aspect of it, quite honestly. It's not to say you should enjoy everything, you know. All there's a um, I can't remember which book this is from, but there's a book. In fact, I think I read it in a Liz Gilbert book, and she was quoting someone else's book, and I can't remember the book that she was quoting. Right. There's an awesome quote in there about eating a. Am I allowed to swear on this show? Of I don't course. hardly ever swear normally, but it's kind of it's part of the quote, so it's not really me swearing. <laughs> it's talking about eating eating the shit sandwich. And it's kind of like almost like whatever you do, there's going to be a shit sandwich element to it. If yeah. that makes sense, it's and you may as well just eat that and just because that is what comes with the territory on that particular role. So I do get that part of creating coaching practice will involve some element of selling. However you dress it up, however you want to talk about that, however you feel about that, they will, in, will incorporate that element, which I, I get and I got. But I, I didn't personally love that part of it, just to put that out there. Um, but anyway, uh, carried on, uh, went to that intensive, which I got a lot from. and it, But it was around the same kind of time that – and it's easy in hindsight to make some of the changes that – what I do has gone through into some sort of like well-planned strategy or big realization or I did this because this and a lot of it wasn't a lot of it was just kind of like an evolving change of this is what made sense at the time but quite honestly I did I'm cringing saying this but <laughs> I, I, I kind of got a bit bored just doing one-to-one -one coaching hmm. I'm kind of like I do I am someone, I mean, probably if you want to put a label on it, it's probably like ADHD. I do struggle with doing the same things a lot of t times. And for me, you could see that as a negative, but I kind of think that's that's cool. It just means I, I do a lot of other stuff instead. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's not that I actually find the sessions themselves boring. I just find, I found 
the idea of my day being made up with largely a lot of those same things boring and found that I wanted to do other things too. So that's kind of what started to lead on to me doing other things, coupled with the fact that there's, for me, there was a definite realization that, and this was a realization, I'm going to claim this as a realization, that <laughs> um, of course, if you're having a one-to-one uh, conversation with someone, you can create huge impact with that person, which it could potentially create a huge impact and ripple out to other people. But it still is just you and that person. And it, it really felt like there's other things I can do that are going to potentially ripple out to other people faster, like, for example, podcasting. And that really made a lot of sense to me. You know, there, there's definitely a way that we can be creative we were these we were incredibly creative animals and it just you know if we can create create stuff why not and so it, there was a real realization like I could be creating other stuff that's going to reach more people and have a bigger impact so yeah that's kind of what led to I wouldn't say that kind of literally immediately led to what I'm doing now but that was definitely part of the process so why born happy how did that come around yeah so yeah it's a that was like the first iteration Um, (laughs) that was at the time and it's not to say actually that's massively changed there's probably bits that have been added on to this but at the time what I saw really really clearly that was true for me and for everyone else was that we just had this core of happiness we were born happy and that's probably the time where we could, it's most obvious, you know, you can really see, you look at a baby, you can really see they don't have all of these neuroses and fears and phobias, you know, they are cool. And we are still cool as adults. It's just easier to be caught up in an illusion that we're not. Um, and so for me, that was, and people use, that, you know, I use the word happiness just because that's the word that I guess just comes to mind for me. Other people might use the word peace, calm, Whatever else they might use, well-being is the one that a lot of people use. For me, it's happiness. And that, to me, was something that I felt and saw so clearly. And so, you know, going back to that kind of feeling of like, you know, I, I, can, I can let lots of people know that they're happy. That, that's really what Born Happy was about. Just letting lots of people know <laughs> that they were born happy and they, inside they still are. Did that just idea just like pop into your head? Oh, I want to do a pop podcast where you're inspired in some way to explore that. You're heading around the 20,000 mark for the yeah, which primal blows my mind. That's just mind-blowing. It really is. <laughs> it really um, is. Just mind-blowing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. How, how did it come about? Because, you know, there's a story behind mine, which I won't go into on today, but... Um, wonder whether there's a story behind you actually starting podcasting well i'm embarrassed to admit i'm i'm probably the last person you'd imagine to be a podcast because i don't listen to them you know like i i don't listen to podcasts i probably listen to i could probably count the number of podcast episodes i've listened to in my life on probably my two hands honestly um so yeah, it wasn't like it was this kind of medium that really inspired me and grabbed me. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this is so cool. I must start my own. It really wasn't that. Um, and uh, probably it's, it's hard now to even know like why a podcast as opposed to anything else. Um, 
I think probably Jonathan, who's uh, the co-founder of Primal Happiness, he he probably had a lot to do with it. It may have even been his idea. In fact, let's credit him because if he listens to his back, he'll go, for God's sake, Leanne, it was my idea. <laughs> so let's just say it was Jonathan's idea because it may well have been. Um, I think I just... I just had this kind of like, wow, how can I get this out there? And I was at the time kind of starting to draft a book, which I've, you know, at some point I will do that, but I've actually changed my ideas so much since I did that draft that anything I wrote doesn't now probably still stand. <laughs> um, and I, I think it was probably his suggestion, like this would be a really cool way of uh, starting to get that message out there. Because one thing I'm getting from you is there's, there doesn't, doesn't feel like there's much planning involved. It's you're experimenting, trying things out, do doing what feels good to have a shot at yeah and again probably uh jonathan will say like just don't act like we've got like no plan because we do have a plan but it just changes a lot because you know the word experimenting is exactly it you know we're both huge experimenters i love 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 the book um lean startup i don't know if you've ever read that but it is fantastic it absolutely nails that kind of experimental mindset you know just constantly test and iterate what you're doing um and uh so i think that really is if there was a kind of guiding force behind what we do it is just constantly creating stuff seeing how it works iterating it try something else um and so whilst there is a kind of underlying strategy of you know we want to do great stuff in the world it, kind of what that shows up as all the time changes depending on kind of like what we're seeing is working um and what we're enjoying doing quite frankly so um that that really is what it's been about it's each time when we do something it's for us the kind of I guess like the thing that we can most we think is going to most have the impact at the time and then that changes you know like at the time we built it it made complete sense and it was all that we could do and then you know we evolve the world evolves people evolve and then the next thing comes along which is the best thing we can do at that moment and there's a real I, I always think there's like a real humility in like that you know like the fact that you look back on what you did like oh that's funny that really made sense to me in that moment but like now I look back at it and I probably wouldn't have done it like that but of course that's the beauty of it you know we're constantly learning and that changes who we are and how we express that into the world you've mentioned Jonathan a, a few times how does that work? As far as I can tell, the vast majority of coaches, particularly those that are focusing on one-on-one -on -one stuff, are working alone, solopreneurs. Um, you know, how did that come about, and, and how does it? How is it working? Well, it came about probably like a lot of things like this. It's you sort of think, wow, you know, is there some sort of master plan that brings you know things together that are meant to be together? to create the next thing and then the next thing because it yeah it wasn't like I was looking for someone else to work with and nor was he we were you know very much on our own journeys I guess thinking of creating similar things um but probably in our own very different ways and um we met at a retreat and I guess we're just sort of both talking about kind of what we were up to and stuff like that and then kept in contact afterwards and it was really strange because it was just as I was starting to launch Born Happy 
I launched it as, you know, a solo thing. It was just me at the time, albeit with, you know, Jonathan helping out and kind of giving suggestions and stuff like, why don't you do a podcast? And then (laughs) it was like a couple of months into that, it was just like, this is crazy. We're trying to do actually really similar things separately. Would it not make sense to actually just work together and create one kick-ass thing? And... um, which is really all that happened, you know, it wasn't a kind of like sit down, let's look for a business partner or look, hang on, let's uh, sort of work together on something that we can both create. It was, it almost just got created on its own. And then it was like the, it was the natural conclusion. Like it makes no sense to carry on doing this separately. Let's work together. So that's, that's kind of why it happened that way. Um, in terms of how it works now, it's, uh, it, yeah, it depends on what day you ask me. Some days it's terrible. <laughs> We have our moments, put it that way. Um, we're, we're great friends, and I think we do most of the time bring out the best in each other. We've got very different skill sets, um, and so it's worked really well in that he's much more like methodical and kind of everything's got a process and a plan, and you know this is how we should do it. And I'm much more kind of effervescent, shall we say? <laughs> um, so you know it. It's actually really helpful for me to have someone else provide a bit of a framework for me to kind of just like bounce off the walls of. Um, So it it works really well, but we definitely, we have some heated conversations, shall we say, about kind of what exactly what we're going to do is going to turn out like for sure, which I I love that, you know, I love the the creative energy that, that happens between, you know, this instance, two people, but can be any number of people. Well, you're both kind of coming in and, you know, this how it looks to me, this how it looks to me. And I really see the growth that happens personally as a result of that. You know, it doesn't have to be a business partner. But when you're really in the thick of a relationship like that, when you really are being completely honest, completely pushing your edges as hard as they can be pushed in all of your different ways of expressing yourself. And then you've got someone saying like, hell, you know. I think you could do that differently. Oh, you know, the way you did that wasn't quite right. Oh, no, I think this would work far better. It is super annoying at times, but I think the growth that comes from that is huge. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, it's a bit like having a coach, actually. Yeah, beautiful. Because, I mean, I know it's something that I dismissed a couple of times because um, just sort of shied away, I guess, from collaboration and, like, you know, being kind of egotistic and stubborn, thinking, no, 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 I'm going to do this on my own. But, of course... You know, two heads generally are always better than one. So yeah, it's beautiful to to hear you talking about um, how that works. Show us a little bit behind the curtains of um, you know primal happiness and your business. Um, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you do still coach. Just tell us how your business is made up um, between you know the, the thrive between coaching. What's going on, Leanne? Well, again, it depends when you ask me because it it does change hugely. At the moment, um, I'm doing very little one-to-one coaching um, and that will probably increase. So, again, it depends on kind of like what Thrive looks like at the time. We're just about to launch a new iteration let's say again of it which is specifically focused on people struggling with anxiety um so what what we do is actually useful for like most people if they're human but we really saw that if you're 
struggling with something in particular, in this case, anxiety, you're much more likely to recognize that that's going to be helpful to you than if you're hit with this kind of blanket message, you know, hey, you're human, therefore we're going to help you. So the it's not that we're actually changing the entirety of thrive just to be clear this is just a kind of focused campaign for want of a less sexy word um that's going to be focused specifically on people who are struggling with anxiety so as a part of that um which is you know we've been working on that for gosh the last couple of months um at the same time as relaunching our entire back end which is literally going to come out in the next couple of days um so once that's launched my what I'm kind of like doing will massively change because over the last couple of months it's been very much working on all of the content and the strategy and you know comms and everything around that particular campaign once it launches it will be much less about that and an element of that will be about one-to-one coaching so people basically can uh, sign up to Thrive get all the goodness that comes with Thrive and get some one-to-one coaching as part of that so all of a sudden, I'll, I'll go from kind of full on, you know, like in this kind of just creative flow of building all this stuff to actually, you know, doing quite a bit of one-to-one coaching again. And that again will only be for, a, a we're doing that again because we love that idea of being able to put stuff out there and see see how it lands and being able to actually talk to the people who are going through that. You know, it's hopefully hugely helpful for them to get that one-to-one coaching element but it's also hugely helpful for us to see what's happening for them what's working what's not working how does it feel for them what do they like what they don't like so there'll be a point where we will stop doing those one-to-one coaching sessions personally and then we'll be putting those out to other coaches to do as part of the package instead so you know when you ask me I do lots of one-to-one coaching or I do almost none (laughs) (laughs) What's the one thing that you really love about what you're doing? Am I allowed two things? Go on then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's, for me, definitely, there is the, the ability to just constantly let that creative flow constantly just bubble and do its thing for me is huge and I think that's it I think if we're not recognizing that there's probably a, I, I wonder whether there's almost like a sense of denial because I think human beings we are like inherently creative we we kind of live to create and everything we're doing it doing is a creative expression just to be clear it's not like these things are creative and these things aren't but there's definitely times and I'm sure you'd agree where you feel most on fire most like we're just like boom you know creating yeah. in every direction and I love that you know I feel so blessed to be able to do something where the vast majority of my day is full on creative expression for me that is just you know awesome and then hence why I said can I have two things because to be able to couple that with the ability to and I I feel a bit a bit cringy where I'm sort of like me changing people's lives because it definitely isn't me doing it to other people there's always you know in any coaching relationship whether it's a one-to-one whether it's a one-to-many whether it's an online course even the person the coachee is you know more than half that process so it never is a coach changing someone's life you know just to be clear but however you want to word that to be able to 
combine that kind of constant creative expression with knowing it's making a real impact in people's lives, a meaningful impact. You know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to sell what we do here, but seeing people go through Thrive and go from years and years and years of anxiety or depression or whatever it is, and then say, oh my goodness, you know, I now feel like this and whatever that is for them, you know, that could yeah. be, we've got, we've got one member you've probably seen who was one person who had really struggled with depression and now he just can't stop talking about like how awesome life is and how, you know, how we've all got this like, you know, lovely childish energy in us and it's, that is just wonderful to see and to be part of and I say, I can't claim credit for that because it's always, you know, the other people that are doing it for themselves but to be able to create that kind of channel for that to happen is just magic i'm with you on that i mean i think probably my most favorite client stories are you know the very personal ones you know not necessarily just helping somebody oh you know you've helped me triple my business turnover or whatever yada yada yada. that's all great but yeah some of the the personal stories where people's you know personal relationships are impacted um i think it's beautiful to to Mm. facilitate and play a part in that i wish the word facilitation was like sexier because it is really that isn't it facilitate is the perfect word if only it wasn't the word facilitate (laughs) 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 if you get what i mean <laughs> so Leanne, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. I get the I get the um, I get the idea there isn't a typical day. If there was one, or tell us what today was like, or yesterday. You know, give us give us give us a peek of what. Gosh, and again, it Leanne's really really does vary depending on the the day and kind of what we're up to at the time. So today. Um, I, I won't give you that kind of the boring step-by-step detail of uh, getting my children ready for school and all of Put that kind of stuff. Put my slippers on, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, most days start with uh, getting the children ready for school and either dropping them off or uh, my husband doing that. And then, um, so this morning, uh, I usually start my mornings quite uh, domestically, shall we say. I'm I'm not really and this is, you know, one of those labels that someone could say, is that really true? But right now, I'm not really what you'd call a morning person. I, I don't start my morning kind of fired up, like, let me get in there and start, you know, make, writing emails and stuff. I'm very much like, I come into the world gradually, let's say. Um, and so the morning, I baked a uh, banana, some banana bread and um, ate that for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's always a good start to the day for me when you get a chance to bake a cake and eat it. And then uh, what? And then had a kind of we, Jonathan and I always have like a start of the day meeting where we'll kind of have a catch up what's going on, review what we're going to do that day. Um, we're actually, although I make it sound like this kind of like crazy just stuff happening all the time, we're actually very planned out in that we use the ninety day year method to plan what we're going to do so every 90 days we have a plan of what we're going to do for the next 90 days um and then we work in two-week sprints so in our calendar we'll actually have everything planned out literally in our calendar what we're going to do so we'll just be reviewing like is that what we're going to do sometimes that changes um so 
that, uh, which again, for me, it, it's something that if you told me that a few years ago is how it's going to work, I just would not have believed it. You know, I've, I've been dragged kicking and screaming to this point, as Jonathan will attest. You know, this is <laughs> this really is not me naturally, but it has worked brilliantly for me to be able to, again, have that container, you know, within this is what we're going to do. I can now kind of unleash the forces within that container. So personally for me it just stops me thinking all the time you know what should I be doing should I do this next I just do what's in the diary um and then I was went off Jonathan was off editing stuff and I went and created the slides for the next version of our online class um then wrote some uh emails for our autoresponder then I would normally, I had lunch, I would normally walk the dogs, uh, really, I'm so, so big on getting out, you know, moving, getting out in nature, it's very much part and parcel of what we're doing with Thrive, you know, like it's so fundamental humans that we are in really what should be our natural habitat yeah. outside, you know, amongst things that, you know, are real and natural. Um, today, because of Storm Doris in the UK here, um, our table tennis table had like blown over onto a fence and onto my beloved hibiscus so I spent most of the time I would have normally been walking trying to prise this table tennis off the fence and into some sort of place that would be safe um so I didn't get on a walk but at least I was outside and then um yeah after lunch she was reviewing the work that we'd done this morning and then I'm speaking to you so uh that I wouldn't you can hear that that's not really a typical day because what I'll do within those times will really vary but it will always revolve something around kind of you know, we'll have that time planned out, a bit of collaborative work, a bit of creative work. I love this idea of um, having a container or at least, you know, stakes in the ground time-wise planned out that in these time slots, however long they are, be it, you know, half a day or or indeed 90 days, you're heading in a particular direction and, and you're creating stuff in there. I love that. and um, and And yet is still able to i mean you come alive when i talk to you leanne it's just it's i can see this creativity and this enthusiasm for everything you do that that, that just flows so it's a, I, I really love that idea it's like i think for many people who are creative and really thrive by you know being free-flowing in that creativity um that's really quite amazing you, you you telling me you have that going on it's like oh so there is like some order amongst mm. the well I don't want to call it chaos because it's not chaos it is just this free flow and creativity and yet there is some order amongst that yeah it's I even find it surprising even though it's kind of yeah my life and I do even now I wrestle with it to an extent you know like day to day I don't because I, I reap the rewards of it but I I think a lot you know I think a lot about how we would be if we were freed from the conditioning of this world i look at kind of humans in a more natural environment and kind of what they're up to and you know they there's a book that i've just been raving about non-stop lately i've probably mentioned it on the last five podcast episodes <laughs> um called original wisdom and a large part of the book is the author spending time with this uh various bands of hunter foragers in malaysia and I wouldn't I wouldn't like to say, you know, those particular people are absolutely how anyone living in a sort of ancestral indigenous way live. But typically you can draw parallels, you know, typically people who are living 
in nature live in similarish kind of ways and they they definitely don't have the 90 day year <laughs> they definitely don't have their calendars all planned out um so you know i, I think a lot about stuff like that and the, but the thing is we aren't living like that and to an extent we almost need to reverse engineer from where we are in this as we often say in thrive you know this crazy modern world we find ourselves in we need to almost like reverse engineer to a point where all of this stuff is natural for us. You know, we are naturally happy. We're naturally creative. We're naturally connected. But we almost need to like reverse engineer some stuff out of our lives to strip back to that. And for us, one of the ways is being able to kind of create these containers if from which we can flow. Love that. And also what you remind me of here, uh, I mean, yours is one of the, um, very few podcasts that I listen to regularly. I won't claim yes. to listen to all of them because you might ask me a question about one that I haven't listened to. <laughs> um, but what I what I love and and have really noticed is, um, whilst this this idea of primal happiness is still at the core, the diversity of the podcast has has increased somewhat. Um, and I'm wondering how that came about was that desire always there and you were containing it or is it just something else that has just naturally evolved yeah it's uh <laughs> it's another one of the words where it's at least we're both you know like it's definitely not all this kind of strategic planned out let's do this but certainly there's definitely been kind of um i guess phases within that so it's been going now believe it or not two and a half years you know, we've gone over the 100 episode mark. Um, yeah, it blows my mind, really, how long this has been going now. So for the first year and a half or so, it was definitely almost 100% focused on speaking to uh, three principals, facilitators and coaches. You know, that's because at, at the time, that's where we were. You know, we were very much kind of thinking kind of, if I'm honest, and I again feel a bit cringy about saying this, it kind of like this is the answer to everything. It's all you need to know. And um so for the first year and a <laughs> so for the first year and a half <laughs> that's what we just kept telling people. And then um yeah, and then as, as time went on and and probably Jonathan would say different to this, actually, because I think his his background probably had been much more looking at more of the things that we are now talking about. You know, he, he for many years has been looking at those kind of as other aspects of what's true for human beings. You know, I, I'm much more recent to this than he is. So he'd come from this background of kind of there's there's all these things that are quite kind of important for humans and understanding how our minds work is super helpful and you know immensely helpful and yet there's this other stuff too and so I think as I evolved and started to f recognize how useful understanding this other stuff was um the podcast and everything else we did naturally evolved with that so we've had on guests that we feel are you know just how the three principles facilitators are able to kind of guide people towards things around you know how our human experience is created how our mind works other guests that we've had on the podcast might be pointing to for argument's sake how the human animal is designed to move and 
that's important to know because most of us aren't moving in that way. Most of us are sitting on chairs, working on computers for God knows how many hours a day, barely moving. And that's not doing us any good. And so people who have spent, you know, a lot of years looking at this stuff, understanding this stuff, recognizing just in the same way as we're born happy, we're actually born to have this, you know, incredible range of movement and our bodies just work fabulously. It's simple stuff, but for us crazy creatures in this modern world, we just could do with some people pointing this stuff out. So that's really why the podcast has sort of had this kind of massive um it looks broad and it maybe looks a bit aimless. It isn't actually because it is all still pointing back to mm. what's true for the human animal. Yeah, yeah. So what role um, has the podcast played in, um, well, how can I put this, really, in bringing people into um, your other programs? I mean, has that changed as well as your podcast has evolved? I would say... Um which is an interesting point in itself you know looking at it there's like two ways of looking at this i suppose there's a there's a business way you know revenue is this you know working as part of a funnel and then there's a kind of just putting something out in the world that is hopefully going to be helpful to people and so it, it depending on kind of which way we're looking at it i'd give a different answer so i'll try and do justice to both because i think for people listening to this who are you know coaches or wanting to be coaches that are thinking about the practice and probably thinking about you know how can I market myself how can I get out there and let people know about me it's I think is really important to know this and I've been contacted by quite a lot of people over the last few few months even year podcasting has become the kind of thing that people are often now thinking about doing you know it seems like coaches think oh I know what I'll do I'll start a podcast and then you know I'll have loads of people that want to work with me job done and yeah not really um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry but no um it's you know if you're looking at it from a business perspective you probably wouldn't do it you know it's if you have a, a podcast that either through longevity or just because it is just so awesome, it suddenly goes massive in a short space of time. If you get it big enough, yes, it can it can become a meaningful way of introducing people to your business. That said, it's not going to do it on its own. You know, nothing is going to do it on its own. You're still going to have to find a way to, you know, take people from a podcast listener into a paying customer. But it, it, it really is going to take a long time for most people to get a podcast and probably any other kind of content marketing medium to the point where that is a meaningful part of the business. If you're looking at it from a pure kind of marketing funnel perspective, it will take a ton of time. You know, here we are two and a half years on the podcast. It's hard to size up, you know, in terms of like it costs this much money to produce and it brings in this much. But it's probably only just paying for itself, you know, even now, two and a half years on. At some point, it probably will be worth doing from a revenue perspective, but not for, like, seriously, not for the foreseeable future. We're not talking months. And this is after two and a half years I'm talking. Yeah. So being completely frank with you, you know, it doesn't have a really, you know, meaningful part in terms of making up our business. We could, we could absolutely do what we do without the podcast. That said, it is absolutely awesome for, again, just being able to reach people, to be able to get these ideas out there, to help people. You know, 
honestly, this isn't about the money for us. We, we obviously, like anyone, you need money to kind of survive in this world and to continue to create stuff. But we aren't doing this to make the money. The podcast is absolutely there to help people. Is absolutely there to, and also just to have fun. You know, it's awesome. Like you know, you just be able to yeah. get people on, have great conversations, and it also helps us. You know, it helps us evolve our thinking. It, it broadens our minds to how other people are doing things in the world. So, it has a meaningful part in our business in a quite measurable way, not in a tangible kind of revenue generating way. Yeah. So I want to honour your time and our listeners' time. Um, it has flown by. But I want to ask you finally, for you, what's the purpose of all that you do? This isn't going to sound very grand, but it's... Uh, I sometimes think there is this sort of big purpose and, you know, there's just some, you know, nice stuff there. I could say, you know, it's my purpose and the purpose of all this is to help people or to serve people or to change the world. And, you know, some of those things are true, but quite honestly, it's simpler than that. I think it's just, this is what I'm doing because there isn't anything else that's kind of, there's nothing else saying do me instead this is what I'm doing because this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and that's a beautiful, beautiful summary, actually. Beautiful summary. So um, where can um, people get in contact and find you? Well, if uh, if you'd like to hop along to primalhappiness.co, and that's a .co rather than .com, which is a long story. I won't go there, but just point out it's a dot co dot not dot com primalhappiness.co and um there's all sorts of things there but probably the best way to understand a bit about what we do is to take our free class which you, you if you go to primalhappiness.co slash antidote or just you'll find it on the uh, navigation there called free class take that and uh you'll get a nice taste of what we're up to and uh yeah a bit about us and what we do but also the class in itself is you know many people say really helpful in itself so but there's also the podcast that we've talked about here as well and a bunch of other stuff so yeah all there and I have all the links in the show notes. Leanne, it's it's always a it's always a joy talking with you, exploring with you. It's it's great. Um, I've really enjoyed it being this way around. Um, with yeah, thanks for changing me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I'm sure our listeners are going to love this one. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Phil. Um, you're a lovely interviewer, and uh, I've enjoyed this too. Thank you. I really enjoyed doing this interview with Leanne and the reason I picked the intro audio piece at the start of this episode is because I think it demonstrates so much about her. The simplicity of doing what she's doing. She's clearly enjoying what she's doing, not afraid to laugh at life and laugh at herself and yet at the same time she shares such beautiful wisdom in, in all of that. Some pieces that stood out for me are how it often looks like there isn't a plan, but of course there is. I love how her and her business partner, Jonathan, create containers for free-flowing creativity. And it's those containers that together do form their business plan. 
It's also fascinating to hear her talk about their podcast, which I do thoroughly recommend, Primal Happiness. As I mentioned in the interview, they have diversed and yet still stay true to being of use and of service. She spoke about how podcasts are a service to others rather than a business development tool. But of course, it is helping others that is a business development tool, spreading ideas, getting them out there and to help people have fun. And it always sounds like Leanne is having fun. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Coaching Life, or indeed any of the others, please do take a minute to head on over to iTunes and leave a brief, honest review. It will help others find this podcast and help others benefit from it. Thank you, as always, for listening. I'd love to hear from you with any thoughts, feedback, or questions uh, about any of the episodes or any other ideas you might have. Please do keep listening. I have some fantastic guests lined up. Very excited about them. And as ever, I wish you much love and joy. Enjoy.